For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, it's Travis. Quick reminder that yesterday we released our bonus episode, The Carnival, for our patrons. If you haven't heard it yet, head to patreon.com slash the hotel or midnightdisease.com slash join for details. I highly recommend you sign up before March 16th. You can still get both postcards and the exclusive keychain as well as bonus episode access. The 16th is also when I'm going to be posting the guestbook names on Instagram and Twitter, so hurry up and check out patreon.com slash the hotel or midnightdisease.com slash join to sign up. I will be announcing March's bonus episode and postcard artists on the 16th, so even more goodies coming your way, but you gotta join. If you like the can the hotel, then check in with us, get in on the ground floor, the lobby floor, eh? and every little bit helps. Thank you so much for listening. Now please enjoy the hotel. I squat myself down and make a nice little 30-story building tan and tall, full of identical little rooms and a disappointing little breakfast, served at 6 a.m. sharp. (laughs) It's so perfectly dull and boring, you wouldn't even recognize it. Right down the middle, as they say. Staff dressed in those tacky little polos and a few vending machines around the corner, it really is fun to dress down sometimes. Put something basic on and just... Take a little walk, see how much attention you won't get. It's just perfect for James. Oh, James. (laughs) He's my guest tonight. Hello, James. He doesn't like Jim. And he certainly doesn't like Jimmy. Not since he left for college, not since he grew all the way up. He's got his little job now, and he makes his little money, and nobody tells James what to do. You can see it in his walk. So confident. Such strides he takes. I can tell how much he really doesn't care how I look tonight. Doesn't want to seem frivolous. And what could be more frivolous than caring? He knows what he's about. He knows what he's doing, and he's going to watch TV, go to bed, and be very prepared for his little business meeting tomorrow. He signs the guest book, but I can tell he thinks it's silly. A guest book? In this day and age. But he doesn't dare do more than scoff. What if he's wrong? What if he looks silly for caring about it at all? The manager, she just... Smiles that smile at him, and what a smile she has. He only thinks he knows what confidence is. Well, anyway, he dies in his room, his skin fused with the bedsheets and mattress. I think 
He was supposed to dehydrate or something, but James, oh, James, he tore himself quite apart. <laughs> I lay down, lounging on the side of a very green and bushy highway by an airport. I'm the kind of place people go when they don't have anywhere else to go or don't want anyone to know where they went. I fill my dull yellow paint with pricks for character. The staff barely even have uniforms here, and they look pretty rough themselves. Gotta look the part, right? I put the lobby boy's supply closet around back this time. The lobby is pretty small, but the fresh air will do him good. He stumbles around the corner, uncertain. Unused to being so separate, that... The guest tonight is Victoria. Well, she goes by Victoria now. Laid off from work, evicted, and now the poor thing has ended up here with us. The lobby boy and she end up at my front door at the same time. He holds it open for, what a nice boy. And she asks if I'm open, if there's room. She's just used to bad news at this point. (laughs) I've got more for her. (laughs) She doesn't have any bags, but he still walks her to her room, the room he built. I tell you, it's a good thing I'm wrapped around an airport because it gets so dang loud in there that only an entire airplane could have drowned out the noise. It started off as a muted vibration, but then, of course, it grew and grew and grew, and her whole body shattered like a champagne flute. (laughs) The lobby boy's lucky he doesn't have to clean up after. Not that he could. He's already dried up into little lobby crumbles with the rest of the staff. A shift. A shift. And the void embraces. I am vast. I am small. I am rich and horrid. I am beautiful and endless, infinitely singular, yet all things to all beings. But those are just words, aren't they? My experience, my thoughts, certainly what I am can't be contained in words. I am limitless, but description limits. I am endless, but is death not an ending? There, right there. The lobby is warm and carpeted, deep oranges and browns with smooth music playing and green plants fed by indoor grow lights. The owner is writing his reservation card in the private office. The lobby boy has built a really awful room full of lovely globs of... Well, they're hot, whatever they are. But here, right over here, my lobby is a small desk opposite a large empty bar. White tile and a private elevator alcove, even a little coffee shop over by the parking garage. The manager is inspecting a fresh reservation card and summoning the lobby boy. The guest, Susan, she... Well, her mini-fridge is stocked with a low-level poison and it takes a lot of it to kill, but she's going to drink a lot of it, like it or not. I see all these places. I am all these places all at once, twisting and spiraling in from all directions, bursting out of me, moving through me, and I'm present fully and completely in every single one. I can feel myself 
moving infinitely, taking unknown numbers of actions all at once, being and fulfilling everything simultaneously. But translating myself in ways the guests, heck, even the staff can perceive me, it's different. Just trying to use their words contains me within them, and I admit I fall right in line. I limit myself so I can be expressed in an understandable way, but understanding and translation are only tangentially related. It's my fault. I try so hard for them. Try so hard to understand them and make sure they can understand me. I get wrapped up in their simple dimensional thinking. Even now I catch myself wondering if it's not just a matter of time. Are these singular nights? Independent incidents that I can move through as easily as they cross my lobby? Am I experiencing this as one moment only and relishing the crackling variety as they all pop together? (laughs) I actually had that thought. Me, thinking that I was confined by one of their little dimensions. This is what I'm talking about. You ask yourself something long enough, eventually you'll start looking for an answer, and then bam, you don't even know who you are anymore. I look into a cluster of lobbies and rooms full of lobby boys and managers and owners and guests. They're all rotting and dying and talking and fighting and screaming and, oh, just having all manner of reactions to the chaos. One of the owners shifts himself and steps into the void. He's auditing some member of the staff. Another one is leaving the private office, coming up to the third story to give me a standard report. Quarterly updates, he calls them. Isn't that cute? I don't even know what quarter he's talking about. How he measures time is not how I measure time, but that's middle management for you. He's trying to untangle some fractal knot by writing everything down and explaining it. Another one is coming back from killing a guest himself, his form, twisted and monstrous. Infinite owners working in infinite hotels, and an infinite number is coming here now to file a report. I see them all leaving with different agendas at different times, maybe from different places, maybe, to find themselves here with me. Not quite as I am, of course, but here nonetheless. Translating him to a plane where we can chat elevates and reduces them. Reduces him. All these men, from infinite staff down to one, maybe it is only one. Maybe the many function as one. Despite however many may leave, only one ever arrives here in the void on the third story with me. He sees himself standing amongst piles of paper. Loose leaves, catching on the wind. Filing cabinets, old computers, empty desks. It all fills the space around him against a blanket of velvety darkness. I don't know why he likes all that clutter. I think it's distracting, but whatever makes him happy. Which isn't much. He's already complaining. Questions about the staff. Always questions about the staff. Can we replace the staff? Am I going to be replaced? Why are we doing things this way? Are you sure this isn't encumbering our collective goals? Just endless, 
endless questions. I try my best to answer him, but if I'm being honest, I'm not loving his attitude. The more he does his job, the more slack I cut him, the more time he spends getting first-hand experience, I just feel like it's all winding him up. He's getting distracted. He's encumbering the collective. I can see where it's headed, though. I can see everything. I can see him in some iteration of myself down there with a mad expression on his face, chasing himself with some nightmare in mind, wanting nothing more than destruction. Below me I can see a revolving door of hotels and rooms swirling in the dark, and the owner recognizes something in himself sees himself out there as he shifts between the crevices of the void. I get the distinct impression he thinks I'm going to replace him with one of these others. He views them as separate from himself, the owners. Maybe they are. Just like the guests, linear time forces a kind of little death on them constantly. Who they are changes so much with their experience can they really say they're the same person anymore for me life and death has a very different meaning for them i can see how it would be confusing change and endings different but the same so i suppose the owner could be forgiven for suspecting those around him those he can see between the veil and little stolen moments or someone else rooms are filled with guests then filled with death. The staff spoils and crumbles, and I assume new and pleasing shapes. The heart beats on. And in the void before me, the owner is painting again. This man, made up of all the experiences of the men he has been, is burning. Over and over, he questions and squeaks at me. I don't mind a healthy dialogue, but I see a knot in his experiences changing him. A light in his eyes akin to madness is growing. He's been picking fights again. Yes, dear. I am listening if you have a look. I am listening if you have a How is my staff doing? Oh, that's a shame. I really thought you were all starting to gel. It looks like things are falling into place from here. No, 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 we're not going to replace the staff. No, not you either. Can you imagine retraining everyone? I've already had some minor success just in engaging with the lobby boy. Now wait just a damn minute. I know you don't like my lobby boy. But you have got to get it together. The floor staff are absolutely necessary to running the day-to-day But But you and I are supposed supposed to support them, drive them forward to new fantastic heights. They were. They are. But it's you and me, kid. I really thought you and I were going to be able to work together more closely on this. And it's supposed to be fun. You may be like them. One of them. But when you come here, you're on my level. I elevate you to singular significance, even if it is just to chat. Yes. Oh, yes, we've been through it, you and I. You're supposed to be keeping them in line. 
I know you're squeamish, but it's your job to inspire and lead them. You hardly say two words that aren't grumbles over the newspaper. Is it even going to be fun, even? Interfere with, with the, the hollows of the worlds that live in you. You will leave him be. Stop! I said, leave him alone. 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 Hey, this is Travis with a brief ad break. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. Thanks for listening. Now back to the hotel. The lobby boys take a thousand suitcases from a thousand guests upstairs and down hallways. Some of them slope and drool, some are sharp and quick. They all have the same face, though, all dressed differently, all in different hotels, but all lobby boys. In the spaces between the in-between spaces, I see them. For moments so fleeting, I scarcely trust that I've seen anything at all. But I know, as much as I know he's in his supply closet in the corner without needing to see him, I know these marching ghouls are he. In the divining instance and swirling beats of darkness, I glean half-impressions and sparks of visions. It takes clarity and a degree of creativity, but eventually I do start to see a picture or pattern. He takes relish in the guest's pain, then he squelches at it. He crafts horrors and sets them loose, but still fears them himself. He's surprised at the terror he sets in motion with his own hands. His performance in the matter of his duties is acceptable, even proficient. His skill, however, is buried beneath a growing layer of worming, wincing wretchedness. He slogs on heavy feet and hunches and shakes, and the slightest interruption of his psyche rattles him to his core. He fawns for his manager, nearly pining, but he fears her too. He dies every night, he kills every night, yet he fears, yet he is compelled. If he will not grow stronger, will not adapt, my recommendation will be replacement. Replace. If the staff 
can be replaced. If these others I see are... I remember there was another in the hotel. He knew me. I don't fear him, though. I refuse the thought. I reject the emotion. That's something the manager understands as well. She doesn't dally and thither with emotion like he does. She arrives, does her job, and dies, as it should be. The rooms are built, the guests checked in, and I report to the hotel. All things contained. However, she used to show a degree of respect. She may still yes-sir me, but the sir is a knife now, lacerating my skin or glancing off my bones. I respect the precision with which she runs the hotel. This manager, like the lobby boy, is one of many. In the moment between leaving my void on the third story and stepping into the hotel's new form, I see her. I see all of them. I recognize a few. Others are unfamiliar still. Replacements. No, I... I've never recommended replacement of a manager. Of THE manager. I wasn't part of the hiring process, of course. At least, I wasn't consulted. I remember our onboarding. All of us. Only vaguely, though. A fighting memory of the cold, and a scream in a dark forest. It doesn't matter. Not to me. I came later, after the staff, hired by the hotel for big picture planning. Together we try to determine what the best course is. I step again into the darkness, or perhaps I'm pulled away. A thousand thousand faces, all the same, all different, swirl around me. In the bright chambers beyond the beyond, I can hear the guests shriek as they're changed. As they die, I hear another scream. It doesn't sound familiar, but I do recognize him. I feel something like deja vu before I move on. I see more lobbies, rooms, even houses and apartments. In these spaces, too, are the staff, myself included. In these, they take on forms as different as the hotel herself. Monstrous, tortuous forms that bend and break us, just as they bend and break the guests. I see an endless array of spaces in an endless array of time, pulsing on in even and unsteady rhythms. It revolves around me in the darkness, or spirals out beneath me from a central point on a disk. Maybe it's nowhere at all, and I'm alone in this void, imagining a universe of chaos in between my own fading heartbeats. Maybe it's hotel rooms all the way down. 
I feel more than see the endless staff toiling and building and completing its fantastic, bloody artistry. If we are many, or one, remains unclear to me. Here, in between, it is unclear. In the rooms with the guests, or the lobby with the staff, it all seems perfectly aligned. We arrive, the guest arrives, and we all part together. We repeat, the hotel doesn't end. The guests don't get to start over fresh. It's only us that rot and renew and die and live forever. And it's only I who gets to glimpse behind the fraying curtain. Only I get to commune with her in the void. In her void. It's all her. All for her. I point myself now away from these visions of gore and effort. I leave the monsters behind with the wet noises of death. I put from my mind the face, too much like mine, but bent by madness that seems to stalk me from infinity. I put too from my mind the guests and the rooms. I feel a hint of calm that always accompanies my return to my office on the third story. The darkness here wraps around me from a great distance. Everywhere are piles of paper, with more falling and wafting in from above. The desks, my desks, are covered with folders and more slouching paper stacks. Green-eyed computer screens, housed in yellowed casings, have keyboard and mouse cables wrapped around them like coiled snakes. I can hear, distantly, the great filing cabinets opening and closing their drawers with sliding and reverberating metallic crashings. I leave the noise and waste behind. I wade into the dark parts of the void. Away from the elevator, away from the spectacle of the office. How many times have I stood here and given my reports? How many others have, or have any? Perhaps this is my first time here. Perhaps it is my last. Perhaps I've been here many times, and every moment is shared with itself. One and many. I felt my body dry and rot and flake off my bones many times, though. Of that, I'm sure. As any guest can testify, dying is not something easily forgotten. Could testify if dying was something they could handle more than once. How many times can we die? As ever, once more at least... When the time comes, or when she chooses the time, I will fall again to waste and begin again, fresh, if not new. I walk for eons, or seconds. I'm here, and very soon, something else will be too. I'm here to file my report! Are you ready to hear me? 
I will tell you everything I remember. Everything I can. It's all slipping away now, but I'll try. The staff is functioning well enough, other than a few minor incidents. The guests have all been checked in and dispatched. However, their attitudes have been disruptive. I've been spending more time on hand, observing the guests and the staffs day to day. They could be sharper, snappier, more efficient. The lobby boy lacks any leadership qualities, and the manager shows too many. The disharmony in the lobby is becoming tactile. Hardly. The manager is growing insubordinate and interfering with my auditing of her lobby boy. You have to have seen how he is with the guests, how she is with him. I have to recommend replacement of one or both. If these are the same two I have been dealing with all along. No, no, we're not going to replace the stone. No, no, no. You make him make me happy. I've already had some minor success just in engaging with the I. I wasn't aware you had dealings with the staff. I don't presume to. If not retrained, then the lobby boy could be conditioned, perhaps. But if there are many, if he is constructed by you, he could be reconstituted or prepared to be more controllable. He has a very simple job, and yet at every turn he trudges through our halls without purpose. He builds powerful rooms, yet pouts in his barren closet. If the guests so much as say hello, he nearly wets himself with panic. All of them. Every damn one is a simpering, spineless blob. Then it is just one. I've seen many, many managers, many lobby boys, thousands, millions. They die again and again, burning together and rotting apart. And me? I remember the forest. I remember the cold. I see. Then it's because of my importance, my elevation, that I oversee the staff. No matter how finite, no matter how endless, I have the perspective, the singularity among the endlessness to usher your vision forward. You and I, together we... You wanted a full report, 
I understand. Understood what this place is. Have I not done everything you asked? Am I not just like them? I serve the hotel. The guests just as they do. Can you truly say that they haven't functioned just as you wish? Haven't I? Squeamish! I will not balk at death, mine or any others. I do not whimper or shy from the face of the horrors. I have stared into the stillness. Embraced the empty, and done so with an even hand. I perceive the endless rows of rooms filled with death, filled with shrieks. I can move through you, without you, within you. The lobby boy is the squeamish one. He lets himself sit weak and trembling on the floor, waiting for death, waiting for replacement. No, no, I know who the man with the cruel face and hateful intent is, and I will not run from him. I will not fear him. I know him well. His pain runs deep. <laughs> I will share it with him! The Hotel was created and produced by Travis McMaster and Mark Witten. Starring Kelly Ninaltowski as the manager. Mark Witten as the lobby boy. Graham Rowett as the owner. And Krista Lewis. Music by Lauren Picorni. West Rodri and special guest composer Zach Tatum-Drake. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big.